Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Ah! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish is upset. Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Alike Okunpawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame. 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBT WSBTRadio.com, the free WSBT Radio app. Big time budgets. Now here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish. Sports Radio 960 WSBT streaming live at WSBTradio.com and our free WSBT radio app. A live stream available right now on the Twitch app. Just search Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Great to have you with me on this Thursday, August the 25th of 2022. 77 degrees currently in downtown South Bend. Looks like there might be some scattered shower activity across the area right now. It's gotten a little dark as I look out the window here in downtown South Bend, Indiana. My program tonight... We'll be over at about 6.15 because we have South Bend Cubs broadcasters waiting patiently right now up in Comstock Park, Michigan to bring you tonight's Midwest League game between the West Michigan Whitecaps, the Detroit Tigers High A affiliate, and your South Bend Cubs. Pre-game coverage, 6.15. First pitch tonight will be tossed at 6.35, all right here on WSBT Radio. So this 75-minute program tonight brought to you by our longtime friend, longtime title sponsor, Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. 
Hunger is the story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. And by the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. We've got our Twitter question of the day coming up in a couple of moments. And I'll tease it right now. It's Michael Mayer versus Isaiah Foskey. Some context coming up in just a little bit. Later on this hour, a look ahead to a football game that's coming up in just nine days. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. That's right. Nine times. The days have to go by before we get to Notre Dame, Ohio State at the Horseshoe. Kickoff at 7.30 a week from Saturday here on WSBT Radio. And the Irish have their hands full with the signal caller from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, the California native, is a Heisman Trophy candidate coming off a 44-passing touchdown season last year. He's not the quarterback we're kind of used to seeing that can do a little bit of everything in college football. He doesn't run. doesn't run much at all, but, man, he can sling the football all over the yard. So we'll talk about C.J. Stroud. You'll hear from Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, working with Stroud for a third year, second year as the starting quarterback, and an interesting perspective. Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator of Ohio State, was asked this week, what's it like to go up against Stroud in practice? Some really interesting comments from Knowles. You'll hear those coming up in just a little bit. We've got our My 5 question of the day and our sports wagering segment all coming up. Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The first pitch of the first pitch of the night. And we are ready for the first pitch. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And we begin the program with my first pitch to you. And my pitch is this. I am really excited about the way the Irish safety position is going to play out this year. You lose Kyle Hamilton, it seems like, oh boy. But you know what? Not the case. Hey, the Irish miss Kyle Hamilton, don't get me wrong, but Brandon Joseph is a really intriguing safety that Irish fans will see in that gold helmet for the first time in a regular season game at Ohio State. He comes to the Irish from Northwestern after a dynamic freshman year and a good solid sophomore year, but he is in search of an extra level to his game by coming to Notre Dame. Hey, there's an outside chance we might see Brandon Joseph play one year at Notre Dame and then he's off to the National Football League taken highly in next spring's NFL draft. You know what, that's okay. I have no problem with guys leaving early. It's a good problem to have. That means guys are coming to this school to play for Notre Dame. They're being developed by the coaching staff at Notre Dame, and the players are executing on the field. They're doing their jobs. And if you can continue to get the cycles coming, you just keep bringing in good player after good player after good player, then you don't notice as much those guys departing for the National Football League. Yeah, you miss Kyle Hamilton, but Brandon Joseph is one heck of a player 
to bring into this program to help solidify the secondary. Brandon Joseph, more than likely the field safety for this football team. That means he will play center field on the wide side of the field. Houston Griffith is a player that could back him up. The boundary safety position, Ramon Henderson, DJ Brown, Houston Griffith. There are some options. Last time we heard from Marcus Freeman, I guess it would have been a week ago. He said the competition continues at that safety spot. Nothing has been determined. And I don't think it's a sign they don't have an answer. They've got good players to choose from. They've got winning players. Brandon Joseph is a championship player in my estimation. Can somebody else be a championship level safety on this football team? Al Golden hopes so. Could be Ramon Henderson who moved from corner last year and what a transition he has made. And then you've got good old steady DJ Brown. So a lot of decisions to be made, putting the pieces together at the safety position in all of their packages this year. It's a good problem to have. Really good football players to work with. Chris O'Leary is the safety coach of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And he was asked this week to offer his perspective on this guy that used to be a corner. Now he's trying to be a starting safety for this Fighting Irish football team, Ramon Henderson. The same, Eric. You know, everything that we just mentioned as far as details and communication and command, I've seen that area grow and the confidence in that area. Um, we've still got ways to go, and it's going to be fun on that journey, but that's, uh, that's an area that he spent a lot of time improving that. I love when you can have that corner transition to safety You've got a guy at the safety position with outstanding coverage skills, and that's what Ramon Henderson, one of the things he brings when he's in the lineup for this Fighting Irish football team. But let's don't bury the lead. Brandon Joseph, preseason All-American. Big expectations for Joseph in this Fighting Irish defense this year, and what a test right off the bat facing Ohio State, one of the best offenses in the country last year, and a good amount of those parts on last year's Ferrari, are back this year. But Joseph is looking to be a pain in the neck for C.J. Stroud and that Buckeye offense. Here once again is Chris O'Leary on Brandon Joseph fitting in quite nicely as he came over from Northwestern to the University of Notre Dame. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a perfect fit. And when you look at it, like what kind of guys fit, they have to fit our culture and that's not just on the field, that's work ethic, that's how they operate in the classroom, that's how they operate off the field. So he checks all those boxes, and then when he crosses the lines, he's a smart, instinctual football player, and all those things fit perfectly within our culture and our team. Great instincts right off the bat. You'll see it when he takes the field against Ohio State. And here's O'Leary once again offering a little more perspective on Jacob's skill set. Uh, he, he is very, very good down the field in coverage. Um, so he does a really nice job of cleaning us up when things go wrong in the back end. Uh, he does a great job of tracking the football down the field. He has great ball skills. All those things show up on a consistent basis, uh, and we expect him to show up on Saturdays as well. And this guy has a lot of intensity. He's here to get better as a player, but also to help this football team to reach 
higher levels. Chris O'Leary says that Mr. Joseph is locked in and ready to go. Uh, he's had he's had more of a focus day in and day out, and you saw glimpses of it when he first got here. But now it is every single day he he comes to practice with an edge, and you have to if you want to be great. And he's taking that step to whether it's individual drills, whether it's seven on, he attacks it with the same mindset and the same chip on his shoulder, and so that's going to allow him to get where he wants to go. Well, you've had a chance to hear Chris O'Leary tell you about this very exciting safety, Brandon Joseph. Now a chance for you to hear from Brandon Joseph, a portion of his media session, Notre Dame safety, Brandon Joseph. Uh, for sure, it definitely makes a difference. Uh, I understand that I've played them before, uh, and we're going at it again. They're a great team. Uh, I know I kind of like I've game planned for them before. Uh, it's something that everyone here hasn't done. So I do look at them a little bit differently, but it is another opponent. I don't like to look at opponents any different. I don't like to look at Ohio State any different than Marshall in week two. So I try to keep that in mind while also knowing, yeah, I've played them before. I know I kind of know what they like to do. Brandon, you were brought in. You were brought in to be a leader. What have you learned about being a leader, being on this team, and being at Notre Dame? Yeah, honestly, that's a great question. I've learned a lot. Uh, being on this team, uh, I know whenever I hopped on the phone with Freeman the first day I was in the portal, he said we're returning 18 starters, and uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come here. And I didn't really understand or realize at the time like the senior-led team that I was really coming into. We have a lot of seniors on this team that have been through a lot, that have great mindsets, that are hard workers, that want to go be the best. And so for me to step into an environment like that as a proven player, as someone that's played in the Big Ten, played in the Big Ten Championship, uh, it was, it was great for me, honestly. Uh, I was able to come in, I'm still learning. Like I was able to learn from all these seniors that are great leaders, that are great people in general. Uh, and and it's just, it's been great for me. I used to think like, lead by example, like just go out there and go as hard as you can. But what do you do when every senior's out there going as hard as they can? Like everyone's leading by example. So you gotta do a little bit more. You gotta be vocal. You gotta bring guys along with you. You gotta make sure everyone's getting better alongside of you. And so, it's been great for me to come to such a senior, such an old team that has great, uh, a great foundation already set. I've been, been honored, honestly. So how are these coaches in the system made you a better football player? Uh, the, we have the best coaches in the country. I think that uh, the co Coach O'Leary, he's, he's taught me a lot of things that I didn't really think about before. Um, He's put, he's put a lot of different aspects to my game, emphasized different parts of it that's really just allowed me to excel. I love the way Coach Freeman uh, preaches, the messages that he preaches all the time in terms of choose hard, love your brothers, um, constantly trying to go win a national championship. I, I love the way that, that the coaches go about it here. Brandon, you've been here for you know seven months or so now, and uh, you've had spring ball under your belt. I, I, like, how much more comfortable are you now in this preseason camp compared to going back to the spring? And uh, like, what strides do you think you've made since then? So it's coming here. Huge strides. Uh, in terms of being a, the best teammate I can be for my players, I mean, I showed up here, I didn't really know anybody. So I've been able to develop relationships and be the best teammate I can for everyone around me. And on top of that, I mean, I, I come in with a mindset every day to get better at something. So the strides that I've taken in terms of things that I've been trying to work on, aspects of my game that I've been trying to improve. I mean, we all practice, we just did practice 15, practice 16 today. 
with however many practices we had in the spring, that's just every day of me getting better. So I feel like my game has been excelling, and I'm excited to be the best team that I can for my team. How much of an adjustment has it been for you coming in, knowing that you looked at looked upon as possibly a leader of this team, and now falling into that into that leadership position? You said how much of a challenge? Yeah. It was, it was a challenge at first, for sure. Uh, it took me some time, it took adjusting, it took me allowing these guys to trust me. I'm not just another guy coming in, I wanna be the best person I can for this team. And so as time has gone on, uh, I've just been getting more and more comfortable and hopefully I can be the best team that I can for these guys. On the other side of the ball, what's impressed you about Tyler Buckner? Uh, he's a beast, man. I'm excited to have him run this team, uh, run the offense, throws an amazing ball, throws a pretty ball, makes smart decisions and can go run that thing. I mean, Let's go see what he can do. We were just named an AP preseason All-American. Add that to the long list of preseason accolades. How do you handle all the expectations, especially jumping to a program like Notre Dame that's constantly in the spotlight? Exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm at Notre Dame. Someone's already had that preseason accolade here before. I ain't gonna lie, this year I throw that. I throw that behind my back. I don't. I don't look at it. Uh, I use it to help me build my brand. I hope. I use it to help build the image of Brandon Joseph, but. I'm focused on one thing, and that's the opponent of the week. Uh, I don't got time to focus on all that. I did that last year. It didn't work out for me, so I'm focused on what I need to be focused on. That's a great answer right there. Read his accolades too much last year, his sophomore year at Northwestern, and was very upfront saying, I read too much of that stuff. Didn't have as good a year as he wanted. So as you can tell right there, he's not caught up in all of the Stuff that's being said about him right now, he is locked and loaded and ready to roll for this first game against Ohio State, a team that he is familiar with as a Big Ten member at Northwestern. Brandon Joseph, sit back and enjoy him. Eight interceptions at Northwestern his freshman year. 24 minutes after 5 o'clock, it's going to be Joseph, Foskey. Who else is going to be the big playmakers on the defensive side of the football. They'll have a chance to make some plays with the ball in the air as Ohio State loves to throw it around the yard with C.J. Stroud. But Travion Henderson, an outstanding running back as well. They've got a very balanced offense, but they scare me when they throw the football with those outstanding wide receivers and a high-end quarterback. 524 is our time. Darren Pritchett with you. Budweiser's weekday sports beat on WSBT Radio. That's our first pitch for tonight. A look at the Irish safety position. Twitter question of the day is coming up next. This is Budweiser's weekday sports beat on 960 AM WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com, the WSBT Radio app. And now we're live on the Twitch app. Listen to Budweiser's weekday sports beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT radio in the App Store and Google Play. Now, back to local sports talk on Sports Beat with your host, Darren Pritchett. Already halfway through the first hour, Budweiser's weekday sports beat, 5:30 on this Thursday evening, 77 degrees in downtown South Bend. Tonight, mostly cloudy, chance of showers, isolated storms, a low of 64. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 80 degrees. 
Sports Bee brought to you by Budweiser, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, Midland Engineering Company, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Pet Refuge, and the Mishawaka Education Foundation. Well, in case you missed it on yesterday's program, right in the middle of the program, we had some Notre Dame football recruiting news that broke as a young man by the name of Armel Mookum flipped from Stanford to Notre Dame. He's a 2023 defensive lineman. He is from Canada, played one year of American football, 6'3", 250 pounds, defensive end slash defensive tackle, obviously still learning the game, but a raw talent, listed by most services as a three-star recruit. But again, he's only played American football for one year. And the Irish got him to flip from Stanford. So the Irish add another defensive lineman in the class of 2023. They now have 23 commitments in that particular class. You can read more about Armel Mookum at blueandgold.com. As the Notre Dame football recruiting insider Mike Singer has you covered on that website. Plus, if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow the show on Facebook, The WSBT radio app, you can also listen to Mike's interview on yesterday's program as he jumped on in the middle of the show to talk about the breaking news of Armel Mookum flipping from the Stanford Cardinal to the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. All right, for White Sox fans, you start tonight four games out of first place in the AL Central. The first place team, Cleveland, out on the West Coast, taking on the Seattle Mariners. I've got good news for you. The Mariners continue to lead the Guardians 3-1. to Seattle batting right now in the bottom of the fifth inning. So if the Guardians lose, the White Sox win at Baltimore. White Sox back to within three games of first place in the AL Central. Right now, the Mariners are beating the young, hard-throwing right-hander of Cleveland, Tristan McKenzie, and Mitch Hanniger had a three-run home run in the first inning to put Seattle in front, and they still lead 3-1 in the fifth inning. The Cubs and Cardinals have gone final at Wrigley Field. St. Louis takes the finale of the five-game set by a score of 8-3. Paul Goldschmidt, two homers and five runs batted in for first place St. Louis, and they now have their biggest NL Central lead of the year. The Redbirds have a six-game advantage over the idle Milwaukee Brewers, and the Cubbies and the Brewers will meet up in Milwaukee tomorrow night. Go Cubbies. All right, 533 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We begin with a look back at yesterday's Sports Beat Twitter question of the day. You can follow my questions. You can answer my questions every weekday on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Yesterday's question, regardless of position, who is the best defensive player on the Notre Dame football team? It was a landslide like Reagan beating Mondale. Edge rusher Isaiah Foskey, the runaway winner, he got 86% of the vote coming off an 11-sack season last year. Huge expectations for Foskey this year as he tries to add a couple of more pass rush moves to his arsenal, get better against the run. 
all of this to help the Irish football team win and improve his NFL draft stock for next spring. So Foskey got 86% of the vote. A guy we focused on in our opening segment, All-American safety Brandon Joseph, got 8%. I wonder after a month of football, we re-asked the question if this is not a much closer vote. Third place in the voting, 4%, linebacker J.D. Bertrand. And coming in fourth with 2% of the vote, cornerback Cam Hart. So Isaiah Foskey, in your opinion, the best defensive player on the Notre Dame football team. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the winning answer from the last two days and put them toe-to-toe. So we've asked you who's the best offensive player on the team, best defensive player on the team. So today, here's our Sports Beat Twitter question of the day. Isaiah Foskey won the best Notre Dame defensive player vote. Michael Mayer won the offensive award. So, which is the best player on the Notre Dame football team? Are you going to go defense, the pass rusher, Isaiah Foskey? Or are you going to go with one of the best pass catchers at tight end of the country, if not the best, in Michael Mayer? They're both preseason All-Americans, both potential first-round picks in the NFL draft. And we're trying to figure out, in your opinion, who the best player is on the Notre Dame football team. Foskey or Mayer, you can vote right now. Just go to my Twitter account, and you can find me at 960SportsBeat. We thank in advance for voting with our SportsBeat Twitter question of the day. The Irish are getting set for game number one, and they will face the best quarterback on their schedule in game number one on his home field in front of a hundred thousand of his friends cj stroud versus the notre dame defense a discussion coming up as sports beat rolls on my name is darren pritchett thanks for joining me on 960 am wsbt wsbtradio.com the wsbt radio app and the twitch app Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Touchdown, Chris Tyree! Yes! 98 yards! On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Wide open, touchdown Notre Dame! Lorenzo Styles. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. Nineteen minutes in front of six o'clock. Thanks for joining me on Budweiser's weekday sports beat, nine sixty AM WSBT. We are all excited to once again be able to bring you Fighting Irish Football on nine sixty AM WSBT this season. Game number one, nine days away. September third, seven thirty kickoff, number five Notre Dame, number two Ohio State, one of the premier matches. Matchups in all the college football this year happening in week number one. One of these two teams will have a major leg up in the pursuit of a college football playoff spot. This is a massive marquee victory for the winning team. And the losing team 
has zero margin for error. Two loss teams don't make a four-team playoff, so you're going to have to run the table just to have a chance on Selection Sunday to find your way into the four-team college football playoff. And again, as I mentioned yesterday, if Notre Dame wins this game, it is going to be awfully hard for any team in the country to post a more impressive victory than Notre Dame winning at the Horseshoe. The Oregon Ducks were 14-point underdogs last year going to the Horseshoe in week number two. Oregon won that game outright, 35-28. to The Buckeyes were 6-1 and at home last year, but they did lose to a nationally ranked Oregon football team. They'll take on another nationally ranked team in their opener, but this time they've got the opportunity to face a first-time starting quarterback in Tyler Buckner. Now he's got a great offensive line in front of him. At least we perceive it's going to be a great offensive line. Plenty of skill in the backfield. You've got as good a tight end as any in the country to work with. We'll see how the wide receiver position plays out. But the offense is going to have to score against Ohio State because C.J. Stroud is on the other side of the football for the Buckeyes. He is the starting quarterback, year number three for Stroud in the program, his second consecutive year as the starting quarterback. 6'3", 218 pounds from Inland, Empire, California. He's another reason why USC spent a lot of money on Lincoln Riley. They're kind of tired of watching these premier players leave the state of California. A Heisman Trophy winner last year, California. Candidate this year, C.J. Stroud, California. C.J. Stroud last year as a first-year starter, as a sophomore quarterback, 4,435 yards. He completed 71.9% of his passes, 71.9. There's a lot of guys wide open, too, for Ohio State in opposing secondaries. The numbers for Stroud elsewhere, how about 44 touchdown passes? He was picked off only six times. Now, this is a quarterback that is a classic pocket passer. He's not going to run the football unless he changes who he is. Notre Dame's defense shouldn't have to worry a whole lot about Stroud taking off with the football. Now, you got to remember in college football, sacks count as rushing attempts and rushing yards. So for the season last year, C.J. Stroud had 32 rushes for minus 20 yards. Didn't have a rushing touchdown, not even a quarterback sneak. I guess handing it off to Trayvon Henderson is a pretty good solution to try to get the ball in from inside the five-yard line. But Stroud is a guy that just so far has not shown he's going to run with the football a whole lot. You take a look at some of Stroud's biggest games last year and how did he handle the moment. That loss to Oregon, 35-28, he was 35 for 54, 484 yards passing, three touchdowns, and one of his six interceptions on the year. He faced the Penn State Nittany Lions at home. They didn't turn out to be as good as everybody thought last year. 22 of 34 for Stroud against Penn State for 305, a touchdown and no interceptions. He had a big game against Michigan State. That was supposed to be kind of a good game. Michigan State, Ohio State, forget about it. Stroud against Michigan State, 
these numbers are like when you or I play Madden on beginner level. How about this? Stroud was 32 of 35 for 432 yards, six touchdown passes, no interceptions. A rare bad day for Mel Tucker last year. Then the rivalry game at the Big House against Michigan, a game that the Wolverines won. Stroud in that game, 34 of 49, 394 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Stroud wasn't the problem. The Ohio State defense was the problem that day in Ann Arbor. And finally, the Rose Bowl, Ohio State came all the way back from a double-digit deficit. Why? C.J. Stroud. Against Utah, Stroud in the Rose Bowl, 37 of 46 for 573 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. And Jackson Smith and Jigma had a massive game as well, over 300 receiving yards for Ohio State. Smith and Jigma is back, and Marvin Harrison Jr. replaces a couple of Ohio State first-round picks as a starting wide receiver, and he had a touchdown catch in Pasadena last year against the Utes. So plenty of weapons for C.J. Stroud. AP, preseason, All-American team. They had an offensive tackle on the first team and the second team. Their offensive line was inconsistent last year, but Stroud normally had enough time to deliver the football, and he delivered it accurately. Ohio State is coached by Ryan Day. Here was Day's thoughts on working with C.J. Stroud as a starter for a second consecutive year. Well, I think it's just the daily grind and, and the daily push to, to get better and to figure out what you know he needs to improve on, what our offense needs to improve on. And um, every, every day is a work in progress, you know, up across the board. So it's just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and hopefully at, at the end of all the entire preseason camp, um, he's gotten better and he's improved, you know. So there's not one area that we're saying, hey, you've got to get better in this one area. It's just across the board. And the, the more you play, the better you are. Is there something about him that it takes to those sort of challenges better, uh, you know, holding himself accountable or just wanting that sort of outside uh, pressure to, to get him there? I mean, he's just so highly competitive and he's just driven. Um, you know, he wants it really, really bad. And, um, you know, he's, he's in terms of that drive and that want to and you combine that with his intelligence and his ability, you know, one of the more special young men I've been around in a long time. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day working with quarterback C.J. Stroud. Defensive coordinator Jim Knowles comes to Columbus from Oklahoma State from one OSU to another OSU. Knowles has now faced Stroud in spring practice and now in fall camp. What is his perspective, his defense going up against this Heisman Trophy candidate every day in practice? Just superior. I mean, um, top of the line. I mean, I was I was around Eli Manning at uh, Ole Miss. I think I've said that before, but you know, whatever we did in practice, Eli knew because every defense has a weakness. So the faster the quarterback can process it and find it, like in everything, everything that we do is trying to hide that hole. You know, because. You really need 13 guys to play defense if you're going to cover everything, right? So you're always trying to disguise it, you know, get the quarterback to hold the ball a little bit. Um, 
and uh, CJ's just been, he picks all that up. You know, he and I talk, he asks questions, he wants to learn. Um, he's, he, he's really the best I've been around in terms of the way he handles, because we're doing a lot more now than we did back in 2003 in terms of throwing things at him. And uh, he's fantastic. I don't think he makes mistakes. And uh, I'm, I'm glad he's on my side and I don't have to play him. That's once again Ohio State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles on C.J. Stroud. You know who is hoping Justin Fields has a massive year for the Chicago Bears at quarterback in the National Football League? It's C.J. Stroud. There's a little bit of a, an enigma about Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. Are they system quarterbacks at the collegiate level? And some of the Buckeyes quarterbacks have not been able to make a great transition to the NFL. Fields blows up this year, and with the weapons he has at wide receiver, I'm not sure he can totally blow up, but maybe he can take big steps forward with a play caller who actually knows what he's doing and can set up plays to help him. That's going to be a nice change for Fields, but Stroud can really be helped by Fields figuring it out this year because Stroud is considered a top-five pick in next year's National Football League draft. And if Fields looks good, maybe that whole dark cloud over Buckeye quarterbacks to the NFL goes away. Finally, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day, some early thoughts on the Notre Dame defense that he will face. And, of course, he knows Marcus Freeman very, very well from his time as a defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. He faced Freeman's defense. And here's a little perspective. Ryan Day taking on a Notre Dame defense now led by Al Golden. You know, uh, when you get every year, it's, it's a different um, story, different journey. And, you know, that's a new defensive staff there. So, you know, they'll have different backgrounds that they're going to bring to the table and all very, very good coaches. You know, I worked uh, for Al Golden at Temple and know him and certainly have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And, you know, Marcus has um, obviously great history of being a defense coordinator. And um, so th there's a lot of good minds in that room and, and they'll be well coached and have a really good scheme. How much pressure can the Irish put on C.J. Stroud? At times, will the Irish come after C.J. Stroud? Will they play it more conservative? We'll all find out together nine days from today. The Irish and Ohio State from the Horseshoe and Notre Dame will see one heck of a quarterback in C.J. Stroud and maybe they can make him an okay quarterback by getting some pressure in his face. The one thing that all quarterbacks, even the great ones, can't overcome. Once again, the Irish and the Buckeyes, September 3rd, 7.30, the kickoff right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Seven minutes in front of 6 o'clock, South Bend Cubs baseball coming up in 22 minutes on WSBT. One question, five answers. This is the My Five Questions of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you. Today's question, five things on my mind right now for the Notre Dame-Ohio State game in nine days. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. Cam Hart, Clarence Lewis, Tariq Bracey, and their friends. How will they hold up against a pair of outstanding Ohio State wide receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba? Going to be a big, big opportunity for these veteran corners to get off to a great start because, man, 
You're going to be challenged. Have a short memory in this game, but still, hey, let's make some plays in this ball game and put that Ohio State offense on their heels. Of course, Hart, Lewis, and Bracey, their job gets a whole lot easier if the boys up front can get pressure on C.J. Stroud. Four. Is the place kicking going to be okay? Are we good here? Spring practice? Eesh. He almost didn't want to talk about it. But now we are nine days away from the season opener. You would assume Blake Groupie is going to be the guy. Came over from Arkansas State where he's the all-time leading scorer. Little step up in intensity going from Arkansas State to Notre Dame playing at Ohio State. Boy, you just don't want to waste points. You got a makeable field goal, you got to make it. And that is one of the major question marks coming into the season. Will the Irish have a solid place-kicking team? Okay, okay. Uh, Number three. This is a what-if. But if Jared Patterson can't go, which it sure seems like he's going to be able to, no cast anymore, walked into practice nine more days before the game, he's tough, probably a little bullheaded he's going to play. But if he can't go, are the Irish going to be in good shape? Well, I feel a whole lot better if Patterson's in there. That's an all-American interior offensive lineman. I love the tackle spots. Interior maybe has more questions just because Alt and Fisher are just so good on the outside. Number two. Lorenzo Styles is going to be the top wide receiver on this football team in my estimation. Who else is going to help him? I'm not going to be shocked if it's not Tobias Merriweather, the freshman from the Northwest. Speed. Looks pretty good running routes. Early on had some drops. Hopefully that's gone away. I'm intrigued by what Merriweather might be able to do as this season goes on. Number one. And the one thing on my mind leading into Notre Dame, Ohio State, is Tyler Buckner, a difference maker throwing the football. We know what he can do running the football. But can he make the big throws in a key moment of a key game like Ohio State? It's his first start. You don't want to put all that on him. But at the same time, this is Ohio State. This is the first game. There are no do-overs. There are no cupcakes. I just want to know, is Buckner a difference maker throwing the football? 6.02 is our time. Budweiser's weekday sports feed on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT Sports Center Update. I'm Darren Pritchett with your Sports Center Update on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And this update is being brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Terry Clark in South Bend or Matt Carroll in Mishawaka. The Fighting Irish will face Ohio State in nine days at the Horseshoe, and the location of the game does not matter to Irish All-American tight end Michael Mayer. The Kentucky native says the Horseshoe is just like any other stadium, home or away. He says, just go play football. Well, Ohio State went 6-1 at home last year, the only loss to nationally ranked Oregon in Week 2, 35-28. Number five, Notre Dame, opens their season at number two, Ohio State, Saturday, September 3rd at 7.30.
on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Pre-game coverage starting right around 3 o'clock. Quarterback Tom Brady and all healthy Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting players will play in their preseason game at the Indianapolis Colts Saturday night at 7.30. The Chicago Bears' final preseason game is at the Cleveland Browns Saturday at 7. To Major League Baseball, Lance Lynn and the Chicago White Sox are in Baltimore to face the Orioles at 7.05. Baltimore counters with right-hander Jordan Lyles. The White Sox and Minnesota are currently four games in back of AL Central leading Cleveland. Right now, the Guardians are in action. They're trailing the Mariners 3-1 in the seventh inning. The Twins are four games back. They play at Houston. Afternoon baseball, the Cardinals over the Cubs 8-3. Paul Goldschmidt, two homers, five RBI. Also, the Rays top the Angels 8-3. And the South Bend Cubs continue their stay in Comstock Park as they'll take on the West Michigan Whitecaps. Tonight at 6.35 on WSBT Radio, the pregame starts in about 10 minutes. This Sports Center update has been brought to you by Edward Jones. Money, money, money. Show me the money. <laughs> we go with Sizzler. <laughs> we go with Sizzler. It is time once again to talk sports wagering on Sports Radio 960. WSBT, I'm Darren Pritchett. We called this segment, We Going to Sizzler. Last night, I offered you four suggestions. And we did okay last night. Two and two is not great. Normally, two and two means you had a losing night. But let's go through the suggestions. First off, I took the White Sox on the road, on the money line, at the Orioles at minus 120. Hoping for a good night from Lucas Giolito. White Sox got the job done last night, winning at Camden Yards 5-3. Next up, Cardinals and Cubs from Wrigley Field last night. Michaelis against Farrell seemed like a mismatch, and it was just not the way I and most expected. I took the Cardinals minus one and a half runs at the Cubs at minus 115, and of course, Luke Farrell and the Cubs took down the Redbirds 7-1 to one last night. Suggestion number three, I'm a big Zach Gallian fan. Diamondback starting pitcher was facing the Royals in Kansas City. So I went D-backs on the money line at minus 130, but Gallian outdueled by Brady Singer. Royals won by a final score of 5-3. to three. Also last night, Astros and Twins continued their series down at the big juice box in Houston. I took the Astros minus one and a half runs against the Twins at minus 110. I love wagering against Dylan Bundy. I love wagering with Framber Valdez. They faced each other last night. Valdez won the matchup, and the Astros covered the one and a half runs. They won by a score of five to three. So two and two last night, seven and four this week, 24 and 19 for the month of August, and right now for the year, 112, 90, and one. Here we go with today's suggestions. In the background, we have the old school Vegas theme from the old detective show on ABC back in the day. So here we go with Orioles and White Sox once again. 
from Camden Yards, Jordan Lyles against Lance Lynn. Lance just has not been able to be as dominant as the White Sox expected going into this year. Of course, the year started with an injury for Lynn. Jordan Lyles has been sneaky good this year. And I'm going to back the Orioles on the money line against the White Sox at minus 105. The Orioles a slight home underdog in this matchup. Also tonight, the Mets and the Rockies play in New York. Jacob deGrom is on the mound for the Metropolitans. But yet, I think there's going to be quite a bit of run scored in this game, mainly because the Mets bats are going to do some damage against the Rockies. So I'm going to go Mets-Rockies over seven runs at minus 120. I'm hoping for five or six runs from the Mets. And maybe the Rockies score a couple off the bullpen of the Mets once DeGrom leaves the ball game. So Mets-Rockies over seven runs at minus 120. Also tonight, in a hitter's ballpark in Philadelphia, the Reds and the Phillies are meeting once again. And I'm going to go under eight and a half runs in this matchup at minus 115. Aaron Nola is pitching for Philadelphia. I think he'll shut down a very weak Cincinnati lineup, and I'm going to hope the Phillies don't score more than six runs. So Reds-Phillies under eight and a half runs at minus 115. And we wrap up the suggestions with a two-team parlay. I'm going to go with the Mets on the money line against the Rockies with Jacob deGrom on the mound. I'm going to couple that with the Jays on the money line at the Red Sox So we'll take the Mets and the Blue Jays on a two-team parlay at minus 109. Our underdog pick did not hit last night. It should have. We had the Angels. Actually, you know what? I'm wrong. The Angels plus one and a half runs at the Rays at plus 105. We got a run and a half. Angels were leading going to the bottom of the ninth and lost 4-3, but we got one and a half runs, so that actually was a win last night. I had it wrote down wrong on my piece of paper. Yeah, we're going to take the win here. As the Angels plus one and a half runs, then won the wager by a tally of four and a half to four. So our underdog pick for the year is now 24 and 24. Tonight, Astros minus one and a half runs against the Twins at plus 110. Budweiser's weekday sports be brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, or new beginnings have happy endings. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana, hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Also tonight by Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. And by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Thank you so much for joining me on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat tonight. Stand by. South Bend Cubs baseball at West Michigan comes your way in two minutes. My name is Darren Pritchett. Have a great evening. This has been Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 